Hello, and welcome to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast, a resilience podcast where we talk about all the challenging things that we're working to overcome, like anxiety, health, and relationship issues. My name is Sarah. Welcome to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast. My name is Sarah, and thanks for connecting with me today. So we are back to wrap up our marriage and partnership series. It's been a whole month of learning around the basics of relationships with a big focus on communication, but we've also talked about infidelity as well as intimacy in detail. Today we're going to move back into a little bit of a difficult conversation and a difficult topic around betrayal in your relationship. This will help round out some of the tools and techniques um, that can be really useful in relationship. But please keep in mind that this is not professional advice. This is a conversation. And if you do need professional advice within your relationship, to please seek that out from a professional. I hope that you're all enjoying the month of September, that back to school has went smoothly, and hopefully we're going to have a nice fall where we can still enjoy some outdoor time. So today we're going to speak with holistic psychologist Debbie Silber. She's going to help us to dig a little bit further into betrayal. She's a holistic psychologist, a coach, a speaker, an author, and the founder of the Post-Betrayal Transformation Institute. Today, we're going to hear her thoughts on common issues of betrayal in relationship like infidelity and other trust issues, as well as building and rebuilding trust and some of the lessons that she's personally learned on her own journey that she also applies in her work today. So I think this is going to be a great way to finish off the series and hopefully it's given you a lot to think about and some new people that you could potentially connect with in the future. So let's dig into the topic of betrayal as part of our marriage and partnership series with Debbie Silber. So welcome Debbie to the podcast. I'm happy to connect with you today. Uh, Thank you so much. Looking forward to our conversation. Me too. So why don't we start with you providing a little bit about your background and how you became a holistic psychologist? Yeah, well, it's my 30th year in business. And as life would change, so in business. So I started in health and then mindset and then personal development. And then I had a really painful betrayal from my family, uh, thought I did everything I needed to do to heal from that. And then it happened a few years later. This time it was my husband. So that was the deal breaker. Got him out of the house and looked at the two experiences thinking, okay, well, what's similar to these two? You know, me, but what else? And I realized boundaries were always getting crossed. I never took my needs seriously. And I decided something has to change. So I enrolled in a PhD program in transpersonal psychology, psychology of transformation and human potential. And while I was there, I did a study. I studied betrayal uh, because I was really just trying to get myself out of this mess. Uh, What holds us back? What helps us heal? And what happens to us physically, mentally, and emotionally when the people closest to us lie, cheat, and deceive? That study led to three groundbreaking discoveries, which changed my health, my family, my work, my life. Oh, wow. That sounds really fascinating. And and I love that it's kind of something that you were personally really interested in, in finding for yourself as well. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. 
So in terms of your work, how do you define betrayal? And maybe you can give us some common examples. I mean, you mentioned um, one with your family, one with your husband, but Mm -hmm. different examples that you see in your work. Yeah, sure. I mean, I define it as the breaking of a spoken or unspoken rule and every relationship has them. The way it works is the more we trust and the more we depend on that person, the deeper and the bigger the betrayal. So for example, a child, let's say, who's completely dependent on their parent and the parent does something awful, that's going to have a different impact than your best friend sharing your secret, the coworker taking credit for your idea, you know, that type of thing. Still a betrayal, uh, but different level of cleanup left left in the wake but they they all hurt because this was the person or these were the people that you trusted the most that gave you a sense of safety and security so when this is the person or these are the very people to shatter that sense of safety and security uh it's traumatizing um and and it's a very different type of trauma that was actually the first out of the three uh discoveries and i'm happy to share what they all were if you if that serves Yeah, I would love to hear the three discoveries. Absolutely. Sure. So the first was originally I was studying um, something called post-traumatic growth, betrayal and post-traumatic growth, which I kind of look at as the upside of trauma, how whatever that trauma is, death of a loved one, disease, natural disaster, whatever, leaves you with a new awareness, insight, perspective you didn't have. You know, maybe you lose someone you love and you realize life is short, that kind of thing. But I had been through death of a loved one and I'd been through disease and I was like, nope, betrayal feels very different for me. But I didn't want to assume it was the same for all my study participants. So I asked him and I said, if you've been through other traumas besides betrayal, does it feel different for you unanimously? They said, oh, my gosh, it's so different. And here's why. Because it feels so intentional, we take it so personally. So the whole self gets shattered and has to be rebuilt. You know, think about it. Rejection abandonment, belonging, confidence, worthiness, trust. Like if you lose someone you love, you grieve, you're sad, you mourn the loss, but you don't lose your ability to trust. You know, you don't question your sanity, right? Betrayal makes you question all of it. So that type of of trauma and healing needed its own name. So I coined a new term, post-betrayal transformation. That's the complete and total rebuild of your life and yourself after an experience with betrayal. So betrayal being very different, that was the first discovery. Okay, that makes a lot of sense, actually. And and I see your point. So it's really that intention piece. And you're right, when we think of some common examples, infidelity, um, yeah, someone you mentioned someone's sharing your secret, something like that, like that, it does seem very intentional compared yeah. to, you know, life kind of happening in terms of maybe somebody passing away and or or illness and things like that. So that makes a lot of sense. Did you want to share the other discoveries as well? Sure. Yes. Yeah. So the second discovery was there's actually a collection of symptoms, physical, mental, and emotional, so common to betrayal. It's known as post-betrayal syndrome. And we've actually had, I don't know, like 80,000 people take our post-betrayal syndrome quiz on our site to see to what extent they're struggling. And a few things about that. The first thing is we've all been taught time heals all wounds. I have the proof when it comes to betrayal, that's simply not true uh, because there's a question on the quiz that says, is there anything else you'd like to share? And people write things like, you know, my betrayal happened 35 years ago and I'm unwilling to trust. My betrayal happened 15 years ago. Feels like it happened yesterday. So we know we can't count on time. We can't count on a new relationship to heal betrayal. It needs to be deliberate and intentional. 
But every few months, I pull the stats from the quiz just to see where people land. And I'm happy to share some. Yeah, absolutely. And I find that really, that time piece really interesting. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so now imagine, you know, 80,000 people, men, women, uh, just about every country's represented almost every age. So 78% constantly revisit their experience. 81% feel a loss of personal power. 80% are hypervigilant. I mean, that's exhausting. 94% deal with painful triggers. The most common physical symptoms, 71% have low energy, 68% have sleep issues, 63% have extreme fatigue. So you can go to sleep, wake up, you're exhausted, your adrenals have tanked. 47% have weight changes. So maybe in the beginning, you can't hold food down. Later on, you're using food for comfort. Mm -hmm. 45% have a digestive issue. And that could be anything from Crohn's, IBS, diverticulitis, constipation, diarrhea, you name it. Uh, the most common mental symptoms, 78% are overwhelmed, 70% are walking around in a state of disbelief, 68% are unable to focus, 64% are in shock, 62% can't concentrate. So just imagine this, you can't concentrate, you have a gut issue, you're exhausted, you still have to work, you still have to you know, raise your kids, that's not even emotionally. Emotionally, 88% experience extreme sadness 83% are very angry, 82% are hurt, 80% have anxiety, 79% are stressed, just a few more. Here's why I wrote the book Trust again. 84% have an inability to trust. 67% prevent themselves from forming deep relationships because they're afraid of being hurt again. 82% find it hard to move forward. 90% want to move forward, but they don't know how. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think both of those emotional pieces and then the physical as well, I can I can totally see those happening. So um, I want to definitely hear more about what we can do to change that. Mm -hmm. I wondered, is that part of the third discovery or did 100. you want to go through that first? Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and just to, to sort of close the loop and, and finish up with the second discovery, what's even crazier about that is, you didn't hear me read one stat that was like 20%, 30%. These numbers are no. high. Yeah. They're yeah. not necessarily from a recent betrayal. This mm -hmm. could be from something that parent did decades ago. This could be from that girlfriend or boyfriend who broke your heart in high school. So think about this. That person may not know, care, or even remember, or even be alive for that matter. Mm -hmm. And here we are walking around with these symptoms because of something from all the way back then. Yeah. Wow. It's so powerful that, you know, that to me is just the craziest thing, but the good news is you can heal from all of it. And that's the third discovery. This for me was the most exciting uh, out of all three. And what was discovered was while we can stay stuck for years, decades, a lifetime, and so many people do, if we're going to fully heal and by fully heal, I mean, symptoms of post-betrayal syndrome, like I just shared to that completely rebuilt place of post-betrayal transformation, we're going to go through five now proven predictable stages. And what's even better about that is we know what happens physically, mentally, and emotionally at every one of those stages. And we know what it takes to move from one stage to the next. So healing is entirely predictable. And I'm happy to share the five stages if you want to know. Them. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. I think this is really interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
So, so it's, it's all mapped out in trust again. It's what our coaches are all certified in. It's what we do within the PBT Institute. And I'm going to give you like a, a brief, you know, summary of the stages right here. So okay. stage one is like a setup stage. And this is before the betrayal happens. If you can imagine four legs of a table, the four legs being physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. What I saw with everybody, me too, was a real heavy lean on the physical and the mental thinking and doing and kind of ignoring, uh, you know, we're neglecting the emotional and the spiritual feeling and being. So imagine a table, you know, with only two legs, it's easy for that table to topple over. And that's us. Stage two, shock, trauma, D-Day, discovery day. You just got the news. And this is the scariest of all of the stages. And this is the breakdown of the body, the mind, and the worldview. So right here, you've got, you've ignited the stress response. You're headed for every single stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. They're all coming your way right now. Your mind is in a complete state of chaos and overwhelm. You, like, this makes no sense. You cannot understand what just happened. And your worldview has just been shattered. Your worldview is your mental model. Your The rules that govern you, that prevent chaos. Don't go there. These are the rules. This is how life works. And in one earth-shattering moment or series of moments, every rule, every belief, everything has crashed. So the bottom has bottomed out on you and a new bottom hasn't been formed yet. This is terrifying. But think about it. If the bottom were to bottom out on you, what would you do? You'd grab hold of anything you could to stay safe and stay alive. And that's stage three. Survival instincts emerge. It's the most practical out of all of the stages. You know, if you can't help me, get out of my way. How do I survive this? Where do I go? Who can I trust? Here's the trap though. Stage three by far is the most common place to get stuck. And here's why. Once you've figured out how to survive your experience, because it feels so much better, than the shock and trauma of where you just came from, you think it's good. You're like, whew, okay, we got this. And because we don't know there's anywhere else to go, we don't know there's a stage four or stage five. Transformation doesn't even begin until stage four. But because we don't know there's anywhere else to go, we start like setting up camp here. You know, we're not supposed to, but we don't know that. And four things happen. The first thing is we start getting all these small self benefits from being here. You know, think about it. You get to be right. You get your story. You know, we like our story. You get someone to blame. You get a target for your anger. You get sympathy from everyone you tell your story to. Right. And on some level, that kind of works, you know, so we plant deeper roots. Again, we're not supposed to, but we don't know. And now that, you know, you're, you're here longer than you should be. Now the mind starts doing things like, well, maybe you're not all that great. Maybe you deserved mm. it. Maybe this, maybe that. And so you plant deeper roots. You see how this happens? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, I mean, so then you would still likely have a lot of those symptoms in that stage. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And, and you're, you're getting more of them because of the anger and the anxiety and the stress mm. and the, all of it. And so now These are the thoughts you're thinking. So this is the energy you're putting out. Well, like energy attracts like energy. So now you're calling situations and circumstances and relationships towards you to confirm, yep, this is where you belong. Like the misery loves company crowd, they come around now too. And it gets worse, but I'll get you out of here. Because it feels so bad, 
but you don't know there's anywhere else to go right here. You start using food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, keeping busy, you know, reckless behavior, anything to numb, avoid and distract yourself from what's so painful to feel or face. So think about it. You do it for a day, a week, a month, you know, now it's a habit, a year, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. And I can see someone 30 years out and say that emotional eating you're doing or that numbing in front of the TV or whatever. Do you think that has anything to do with your betrayal? And they would look at me like I'm crazy. They would say it happened 30 years ago. All they did was put themselves in stage three and stay there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. And that's why stage three is the most common place we get stuck. So I I wrote very recently uh, from hardened to healed. It's just for stage three, because I can't believe I mean, I was noticing how here we have five stages to move through. But but people don't know that. So most people are landing and staying in stage three. And they owe it to themselves to fully move through the stages and um, where you belong, you know, where life begins, really. Um, Anyway, if you're willing to let go of the story and the small self benefits and everything you get from it, grieve, mourn the loss, bunch of things you need to do, you move to stage four. Stage four is finding and adjusting to a new normal. So here's where you acknowledge, I can't undo what happened, but I control what I do with it. And just in that decision, it's like you're turning down the stress response. You're not healing just yet, but you just stopped the massive damage you'd been creating in stages two and three. And, you know, stage four feels like if you've ever moved, if you've ever moved to like a new house, condo, office, apartment, anything, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not like moved in yet, you know, it's not cozy, uh, mm-hmm. but it's going to be okay. That's the feeling like, okay, we can do this. Here we go. Uh, but what's interesting is if you were to move, you don't take everything with you. You know, you don't take those things that don't represent who you want to be as you start in this new space. And what I found was if your friends weren't there for you, you've outgrown them right here. You don't take them with you. Very common to outgrow friendships and change friendships as we undergo a transformation. And people say all the time, what the heck? I've had these friends all these years. Is it me? Yes, it is. You're undergoing a transformation. And if they don't rise, they don't come. Very, very common. So you're thinking you're crazy. You're not. It's very common. Um, When you're in this stage and you're making it sort of mentally okay, you know, in home, you move to the fifth Uh, most beautiful stage. And this is healing, rebirth, and a new worldview. The body starts to heal. Self-love, self-care, eating well, exercise. You know, you didn't have the the head. You didn't have the bandwidth for that earlier. Now you do. Your mind is healing. You're making new rules. You're making new boundaries based on the road you just traveled. And the four legs of that table, in the beginning, it was all about the physical and the mental. But by this point, you're solidly grounded because you're focused on the emotional and the spiritual too. Those are the five stages. Okay, that's really helpful. And is there sort of a typical or like more healthy amount of time to spend in each of the stages? You know, what's so interesting is I assume, now you're not supposed to assume anything as a researcher. I was new at this. I thought the people who were the hardest hit would grow the least because they had so much more to overcome. Like it was, I thought it's going to take them so much longer than people who just had, you know, when you look at their experiences, which seem like, you know, not as bad of a story, that had nothing to do with it at all. 
The biggest factor, I would say, way more than amount of time, was the amount of willingness. Mm. You know, those people who were just so resistant, like they had their story, they're sticking with it. Um, they didn't move nearly as quickly as the ones who just sort of put their head down and said, I- I'm just not picking my head up until I am clear out the other side of this. And in fact, there were three groups in the study who did not heal. Uh, one of them, they had their story and they were sticking with it. They were deeply rooted in stage three. And and I see this a lot too, I have to say. We see people, a lot of people coming into the PBT Institute with therapy trauma, the most well-meaning therapist. But if all you're doing is unpacking and talking about your story over and over and over again, if anything sticks you to stage three like crazy glue, it's that. You, you know, you want to unpack it so that you could do something with it. So the people who just, they were hanging on to their story, they didn't heal. Another group, this was the group that um, they were numbing, avoiding, distracting. So like they ran to the doctor who put them on a mood stabilizer or an anti-anxiety medication, or they were numbing, you know, in whatever way. It may have made the day a bit easier. Not without a price. They didn't heal. There was a third group. And this was the group where the betrayer had very little consequences. So whether it was out of not wanting to break up a family, uh, fear of change, religious reasons was a big one, financial fear, whatever it was, they just did all they could just to turn their turn the other cheek, try to look the other way. I saw two things with this group. The first was a further deterioration of the relationship. And the second thing was this group was the most physically sick. Your broken heart can't handle that. Hmm. Okay. So that's a case where, you know, maybe if it was a couple, because we're, we're doing this as part of our marriage and partnership um, series, but mm-hmm. so if it was a couple, maybe there was like infidelity and they didn't yeah. truly heal that. Um, Cause as you say, little consequences or something like that. And then mm-hmm. it just kind of continued to deteriorate. And it's also, that's why repeat betrayals happen too. And people say, what the heck is it me? Yes, it is. Not in that it's your fault, in that it's your opportunity. There is a profound lesson needing to be learned. You are lovable, worthy, deserving. You need better boundaries in place, whatever it is. Until and unless you get that and really understand that, you will have opportunities in the form of people to teach you. Like, look at my example. Uh, here it was, it was, it was my family thought I healed, you know, what did I know? And then it was my husband. And then I was like, Oh, no, 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 something's changing. And it's me. And for me, enrolling in a PhD program, I didn't know how I was going to pay for it. I didn't know how I was going to manage the time. It was so far out of my comfort zone. But it changed my life. Mm-hmm. And, and see, it's when we make that decision, the the old the we have to decide the, there's got to be a complete and utter death and destruction of the old. That's how you rebirth the new, whether it's a you know new version of you and you move on. That's what I did with my family because it wasn't an option to rebuild with them. Or if the situation lends itself, if you're willing, if you want to, you rebuild something entirely from the ground up new with the person who hurt you. And that's what I did with my husband. So not long ago as two totally transformed people, we married each other again. New rings, ah, new house, okay. new dress, <laughs> and four kids is our bridal party. But but it's only as two totally different people. See, that's the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not saying we're going to go back to the old and right. just try to patch it up. It's like, how do we build this again and, and tear what 
what what you had down, I suppose. Um, so let's get a little bit more into that. So one question I had based on the stages is if you are somebody who's stuck in stage three and you're stuck in that survival and you're maybe not sure that you are, like how how can somebody know that they haven't mm-hmm. healed yet from the betrayal, even especially when they're your cases of like 30 years later. Yeah. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, if those, you know, and that's what that post-betrayal qu- uh, syndrome quiz is for. I mean, you heard those statistics. If you're, if you're walking around with those symptoms, people so easily blame it on, oh, it's aging. Oh, it's stress. No, it's not. Yeah. It's your unhealed betrayal. But, but we see it in health, in work, in relationships. For example, in relationships, I'll see it in one of two ways. The first way, repeat betrayal. That's how you know you're not healed. The face has changed, but it's the same thing. You keep going from partner to partner to partner, boss to boss to boss, friend to friend to friend. What the heck is it me? Yes, it is. That uh, something has to has to be shaken up in you to realize, oh my gosh, I am lovable. I am this. I am that. Whatever it is. I was just working with one of our members. We have a, a two levels of membership, and at the higher level, uh, members work with me within the PPT Institute. And we were talking about how she just realized that everything she's been experiencing with her husband, now her husband betrayed her, but so did her mom. So it was never healed from when she was a little, little kid. And so the same way of her dealing and handling and not handling is showing up now. And that's the opportunity. So we're working, you know, together so that she has the courage to completely shake things up so that they can, if it's an opportunity, rebuild something so much better. Um, But yeah, repeat betrayal is something so classic of a stage three thing where you just, it's the same, same experience, but the faces change. We also see it in relationships where um, the big wall goes up. You're like, nope. No, I'm not letting anybody get near me again. And we think that's coming from a place of strength and it's not. That's coming mm-hmm. from fear. Your heart was so broken and you are so against um, and so worried about that level of vulnerability that you'd rather it feel safer to just keep everybody out. And that's not fair to you. You know, it's like, let's say you love cooking and you get burned on the stove and you're like, never cooking again. That's not mm-hmm. fair to you. So that's how you know that's an unhealed betrayal. Uh, that we see it in in health, you know, where people go to the most well-meaning doctors, coaches, healers, therapists to manage a stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. At the root of it is an unhealed betrayal. Like for example, forty-five percent of everyone betrayed has a gut issue, digestive issue. You could go to the most brilliant digestive, you know, gut expert. But if they don't know there's an unhealed betrayal at the root of it, you're only getting to a certain level, you see. Yeah. Um, and we see it at work too. You know, you think about it. You you deserve that raise or promotion, but your confidence was shattered in the betrayal. So you don't have the confidence to ask. Or you want to be a team player, collaborative partner, but the person you trusted the most proved untrustworthy. How do you trust that boss, that coworker, that partner? It shows up everywhere. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And and so it's really about doing some of that self-reflection to mm-hmm. kind of acknowledge that, okay, wait a second, I'm I'm in a loop here or I'm mm-hmm. I've got these different things going on and kind of putting it together and then realizing there's more healing to happen, it sounds like. Exactly, because it's happening over and over again because you're bringing in the same version of you 
over and over again. And it's not that there's anything wrong with you. It's not that you're less than unworthy. Not at all. Not at all. This is a call. This is a call to absolutely recreate yourself. And, and betrayal really lends itself to that. You know, you, you take all the parts you love. It's a complete and total shattering of your old identity. And you take all the parts that you love everything that makes you wonderful, but you get to leave behind everything that no longer serves. If you let boundaries get crossed, you leave that behind. You, If you didn't speak up for yourself, you leave that behind and you create a version of yourself that never would have had the opportunity to exist if it didn't happen. It, you know, it, like here, here's a way to look at it. My, I have four kids now, they're in their twenties, but when they were young, they loved Legos, right? So now imagine if there was a Lego structure, it was just built and sitting in the living room, you know, and it doesn't mean it's good. It doesn't mean whatever. It just, it's built. Now imagine it's totally trashed. The whole thing broken in every single, every single piece is all over the place. Well, betrayal is like this. It's like, you're looking at all of the pieces and you're saying, you know, I'm going to build the most magnificent, beautiful thing, but I'm going to do it differently. And I don't have to use every piece and I'm going to do it like this. You see, it's deliberate. It's intentional. That's how you, that's how you heal. Mm, okay. And so in the case of, you know, you gave that example of the client who had been betrayed by her mother and then mm-hmm. also later her husband, does she or whoever is the client work through this on their own or do you eventually do work as a couple as well? How does that kind of work in terms of where to start? Yeah. And, and healing, this type of healing happens in, in community. And, and Mm -hmm. I, I mean, the PBT Institute just, it has just everything the study proved we need. You need the information. You need the right type of support because the wrong type of support does more harm than good. So let's say someone comes in and depending on the level they're working at uh, with our rise program or our transform level, um, they're working either with me uh, and our certified coaches or uh, with our coaches and they see me in group sessions. And, And then what they're doing is they have our programs and they have master classes and they have private sessions with coaches who all specialize in different things, narcissism, divorce, reconciliation, chronic pain, whatever. And the idea is they come in typically in stage two or stage three, and we have a track for them to just to get to stage four, five and beyond. Now it's not the kind of thing where it's like, okay, we'll just do whatever it takes so that you're okay with your partner because we don't ever know what's going to show up. If they grow and heal, they may outgrow that person. And I'll tell you something. This is why a lot of people don't want to move past stage three. They don't want to heal because they're so afraid they'll outgrow them. They'd rather stick around for a really horrible relationship and repeat betrayals because they're afraid of outgrowing somebody. In the case where we never, we do, you know, we don't know what's going to show up. We have the betrayed person come in and we're doing the work with them and we have our rebuild program and that's for the betrayer. So that's for the, not the betrayer who's like, who doesn't even, they're just on to the next victim. You know, I'm not talking about that, but for the person who realizes, I realize I just crushed the heart and shattered the trust of the person I love the most, you know, and I want to do all everything it takes for that person. 
we have a, a separate program where we run them through our signature program so they can build that empathy, they can understand, and they still work with our coaches and they work with me in a group setting too. So they understand uh, what does it take to to right this wrong and to just change and heal everything that led to it in the first place. So uh, it is about the person who's been hurt, but we have definitely have programs for the betrayer as well. Okay, that makes sense. And so really, as you're working through the betrayal, it starts to come clear to you about, you know, what you should be doing about it, whether you stay in relationship with the person or you move on like that kind of thing. Is that how it sort of unveils itself? It, you know, there's so much and, and I'll tell you what in in coaching, I, I've been in business 30 years coaching thousands of people. And one thing I know for sure, you never make a decision from a low place. So what we do is we get that person to their highest and best because that's where the best decisions are made. So instead of worrying and stressing about, do I stay, do I go? That precious energy is being taken away from their healing. So instead we take, we have them take that energy, put it towards their healing because when they're in a stronger, healthier, more comfortable, confident state, they make much better decisions. And then it's clear. They want to work on it. They don't, What you know, but it's not the kind of thing that's ever best uh, made when they're um, in a stage two or stage three. Not the best place to make your decisions. Okay. Yeah, I like that. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So when you're kind of in that space where your brain is, you know, and you're feeling all of those symptoms that you mentioned, mm-hmm. I could see you're not in that strong state to exactly. to look at your future. That makes sense. Um, yeah. So if we're, we're trying to move through all of these states and, and say we are working with your program, what mm-hmm. kind of tools are you using? You talked a little bit about healing and community, mm-hmm. but is there, you know, journaling? Is there specific reflection? What can you give yeah. us an idea of the tools? It really depends on the person, but what, what we do is we're, we're working with them physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, because every single aspect is hard hit by betrayal. So when people say, oh, you know, I've, I've done, you know, I've talk therapy, let's say for, for 20 years, even if it's the most, first of all, 20 years is way too long to work on one topic, but, Mm -hmm. but you're only getting to it at one level. This is the type of trauma that, you know, the issues are in the tissues. Like this is, this needs to be released. So like we have one coach and she, every, every coach is certified in the five stages, but they're all uh, bringing in areas of specialty. So let's say one coach is specialized in somatic body-based trauma release, you know, whereas all of our stage two people, you know, freshly in their betrayal, they Mm -hmm. need her work desperately, you know, and then, and we have tons of master classes where experts come in and, and members attend live, you know, for those trauma, those somatic body-based actions, because that's hitting it on a different level. And there's, there's the spiritual aspect of it. There's the, the emotional, the, the physical, um, you know, because physically your body is, is wrecked. I mean, all those stress-related symptoms, illness, conditions, disease. We even have a a specific line of supplements with, because I'm a health expert too. So it's, I, I chose the, like the best supplement line I can find and private labeled it based on the top, uh, number of symptoms we experience after betrayal. So like three of those 
are just for the gut than we have for anxiety, for sleep, for things like that. So we really need to address it on every level. Oh, wow. I never even thought of that. But yeah, the supplements that people are taking to kind of help them through that um, and and physical and, and spiritual as well. I could see, mm-hmm. you know, I've read different people who've went through betrayal talking about finding yoga and meditation mm-hmm. and different things like that. So I, I yeah. think that makes a lot of sense. I love that. It sounds very holistic, like you're kind of coming at it from every angle. Does that make the movement through the stages maybe a little bit quicker? It does, because while every uh, level has to be addressed, you know, some people resonate really well with, let's say, yoga, where someone else would love tapping and someone else wants to journal and someone else, you know, Mm -hmm. so everybody and we that's what we do we're gonna we help them create their own sort of recipe but the intention is always you know what stage are you in and how do we move you to the next stage and we have you know classes for each stage like if you come in in stage two these are the classes you need to and we have ways to check are you still in stage two did you move to stage three what are you ready for now you're ready for this okay great let's and these coaches are great for stage two these are great for stage three so it's it's all been figured out but the the whole intention is they come in at that stage two three and they move through four five and beyond and and then you know they're transforming and and it's amazing how when someone is in sort of late stage four stage five we have seen so many uh businesses get birthed new relationships either with their their partner or someone new new levels of health you know you you weren't ready for that any of that when you were moving through your trauma but as you get to that, those stages, everything starts opening up to you. Like the BBT Institute, that was a stage five thing. Ah, okay. That makes a lot of sense as mm-hmm. well. So it's kind of in that great place that you're at at the end where you can have those big big ideas coming forward and, and things like that. That makes sense. Yeah, they, they can't come earlier. You're not ready for them. And that's why the transform program, the, the high level program with me, it's six months, because in six months, where, you know, I, I have a clear picture of where someone is headed, uh, where what they, you know, what they want to be, who they want to be. Um, and, and as we, and I'm also pretty intuitive. So you know what, we're I'm, I'm doing, we're doing deep stuff each time we meet. And then I say, okay, if this is where they, where they need to be uh, in six months, what needs to happen month five, four, three, two, one. So they hit that. Um, okay. Yeah. So very practical and, and broken down for the person as well. But we, yeah, it, it's, we have a, we, we have a roadmap through the stages. We, I have an idea of where they're headed, uh, but it does change. They may come in a stage two idea is, you know, can be radically different as someone is, let's say, leaving stage three and entering stage four. So and it's all good. I mean, it's, it just means you're healing, you're ready for something new. And so is this um, mostly all done online? Or is the is there like the physical piece as well? Now it's totally online. And we I mean, we're global, we have people from all over the world. And it's funny, because right in the beginning, the, the PBT Institute was a live physical space. And even the local people wanted to be online. So now we're totally online. We're going to be doing events and retreats. Uh, and, and those will be in person. But yeah, we are totally and completely online. 
Okay, that sounds great. So definitely anybody worldwide who's interested in um, in healing and moving forward can uh, can connect with you. It sounds like that's great. Um, I guess before we wrap up, is there any other either key piece of advice or tip or tool that you'd want to share? Yeah, you know, I I know how painful it is. Uh, and I, I know the shock, the trauma, the pain. I also know how good it feels to heal. I didn't do anything anybody else couldn't do. Um, and there's a roadmap for it now. So if you're feeling stuck, staying stuck is honestly a choice. It's predictable moving through the stages. So assess where you are and whether you're in stage two, stage three, and it doesn't even matter if you've been there 40, 50 years, you owe it to yourself to move to stage four or five and beyond, then you can. And so is the best way to do that assessment, the quiz that you mentioned? That's yeah, that'll let them know exactly where they are. And we have two quizzes on the site. One is the post-betrayal syndrome quiz, uh, which, you know, that's where you see all your symptoms and things like that. And the other is our healed or hardened quiz. And you'll see what stage you're in. And um, both of them are pretty eye-opening and everything is at the PBT, is in post-betrayal transformation, the pbtinstitute.com. Okay, that sounds perfect. And you also mentioned a few books. Did you want to talk about those quickly? Sure. Um, you know, I have a bunch of them, but the the last two... I would say those are the ones most relevant to betrayal. So trust again has the three discoveries maps out the five stages from betrayal to breakthrough uh, talks about the four step trust rebuilding process. My story's in there. My study participant stories are in there. So that's like, that's what you definitely, if you're just new to this whole betrayal thing, like realizing, Oh my gosh, that's what I'm going through. That's the book you need. If you find you're just totally stuck in stage three, from hardened to healed is a really good supplement uh, because you'll see, you know, exactly why you're stuck there. And here's the thing. A lot of people get stuck in stage three. Yes. From trauma, but also just from a very limited set of beliefs that they just picked up when they were young, never really looked at and carry that into their adult life. And now, you know, they're, they're walking around with this scarcity and lack and everything uh, from something like, here's a quick example. Let's say you're a little kid and you have some earth shattering news to, to tell your mom and she's on the phone. She was on the phone. And so you run into the kitchen and she shushes you, Shh, right? Right then you could make that mean I don't matter. Okay, well then you fuel that with some emotion, keep that going. And now you have eventually a belief of I don't matter. So you are gonna be stuck in stage three your whole life. Uh, demonstrating, I don't matter by what you do, what you don't do, who you, who are you're with, the work you do, all of it. So from hardened to healed really talks about all of that. Oh, wow. So it gets down kind of into that programming that we've mm -hmm. held on to for so long. Okay, yeah. that sounds great. Um, so I'm sure listeners are going to want to connect. And I know you mentioned your website already, but did you want to just talk about where they can find you through social media and online? Yeah, it's everything's at the pbtinstitute.com, but Debbie Silber or Dr. Debbie Silber, wherever you'll find me. Okay, great. <laughs> that sounds good. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Debbie, today for your time. This has been really helpful and um, I've definitely learned a lot and I'm sure that our listeners have as well. And it's great to hear, hear that you know, the healing can happen, right? Like you don't have to stay stuck. You can move forward and, and that you've come up with this great way to do it. Oh, thank you so much. 
Do you love the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast? Well, first of all, thank you so much. Second of all, if you love the podcast and you want more and more to keep coming, I would love your support through Kofi.com. Kofi.com is a way that you can put a little money towards your favorite podcast. It can be as little as a few dollars, one time, bunch of times, whatever you feel that you can give. And it helps to cover all the costs that go associated with podcasting. So if you would like to support this podcast, please consider donating through Kofi.com. You can find the link in my Instagram feed under Linktree. It's at Sarah Lady Gluten, or you can visit Kofi, K-O- hyphen fi.com slash learning to slay the beasts. I appreciate your support, whether you can give or not. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much to Debbie Silber for connecting with me on this final episode in our marriage and partnership series. I thought this was a great conversation around betrayal. There's, I honestly took so many notes, so much to learn. She really gave like a masterclass in terms of what betrayal is. We talked about post-betrayal syndrome. We talked about how couples and partners can overcome betrayal and what really we can do about this to move on. And she really touched on the fact that betrayal is not something that only occurs in marriage and partnership, but that we can have issues much outside of that in in many other important relationships in our life, including with our parents, um, which she reflected on personally as well. So there were a lot of tools that she brought up, a lot of things that are being used within her work that I think are things that we can all think about looking at. Also, she mentioned the institute that she has started, the PBT Institute, and you can find that at thepbtinstitute.com, where you can learn more and take some of the quizzes that she mentioned about post-betrayal syndrome and really find out where you're at. So certainly head on over there to connect with Debbie Silber and her team that are working at the PBT Institute. I really think that the way that she explained betrayal was helpful as well, really just trying to understand all of the stages and and what we go through. It's just so much easier when we can think about um, some of these really big, complex things that we've been through in a logical fashion. So she did mention two quizzes. She also mentioned two books that would be really helpful, um, particularly for marriage and partnership, one called Trust Again and one called From Hardened to Healed. And those you can definitely connect with over on her website, thepbtinstitute.com. So thanks again to Debbie Silber, and I hope that you're all having a great week, that you're wrapping up your September in a wonderful way, um, and that you're starting to kind of get into that fall mode. I know with us, we're starting to think about the Canadian Thanksgiving and what we want to get up to because that does hit us here early in October, um, and it's it's usually good weather, so hoping for something nice then. Um, and I really hope that everybody has enjoyed this marriage and partnership series. It was a lot 
of fun for me to do, to set up the different topics, to hear from listeners of things that they wanted to hear and be able to incorporate that into the series. And also to work with all of the wonderful practitioners that um, were made themselves available for this series. So thank you so much to everybody that was involved. And I hope that it's been helpful and that you have been able to find some new connections and some new thinking within this time. Thanks so much for listening, and I'm looking forward to connecting with you again next week on the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast. Please keep in mind, this podcast is not intended to be medical or professional advice. If you'd like to hear more from me, you can follow me on social media, Instagram and TikTok, at Sarah Lady Gluten, or Facebook, Sarah underscore Gluten Free Lady. You can also visit my website, which includes author information, speaking information, and more info on the podcast at www.se-german.com. If you like the podcast, please feel free to review the podcast on your favorite platform and also subscribe because it means that it will show up for you every week on your favorite podcast platform. Also, we've just started to have the ability to support the podcast. You can find this link in my Instagram bio or visit Kofi ko-fi.com slash learning to slay the beasts. Thanks again for listening and have a great week. Mm-hmm.